Hi, this is Carol Miller, and welcome to our Get the Let Out calendar. 30 years ago, on August 20th, 1988, Jimmy Page's newest single, The Only One, reached its peak position on Billboard's Hot Mainstream Rock Tracks chart, where it went up to number 13 on what happened to be Robert Plant's 40th birthday, and the vocalist was Robert Plant. When Jimmy went on tour to promote his solo album, he chose Jason Bonham as his drummer. 20 years later, Jason was again Jimmy's pick to play drums in a new band he was rehearsing with John Paul Jones. Jason left Farner to make himself available, but now it's been 10 years and this proposed supergroup has not materialized. 50 years ago, on August 21st, 1968, the New Yardbirds, recently formed by Jimmy Page, were exactly halfway between their first rehearsal and their live debut anywhere. They had some tour dates booked in Scandinavia. Robert Plant describes how he felt at the band's first rehearsal. I remember the little room. All I can remember was it was hot and it sounded good. Very, very, very exciting and very challenging, really, because I could feel that something was happening within myself and to everyone else in the room. We just found something that um, we had to be very careful with this thing that we'd found because we might lose it. But it was remarkable, just the power. Two years before Led Zeppelin came about, on August 22, 1966, Jimmy Page was on his first U.S. tour as a member of the Yardbirds when the group performed six songs for Dick Clark's afternoon TV show, Where the Action Is. They taped shows in Malibu, California, which also happens to be where Jeff Beck first met the Hollywood actress, Mary Hughes. They met on the beach, and soon he'd be missing Yardbird shows so he could stay with her or because of tonsillitis. Beck's absences led to Page taking over lead guitar duties within the Yardbirds, and external pressures led to the other band members dropping out two years later. And now, it's been 50 years since that band turned into Led Zeppelin. Ten years ago, on August 23, 2008, Jimmy Page was getting ready to perform at the Olympic Games, but in order to do what was expected of him for the worldwide spectacle, Jimmy had to overcome a phobia. It was in Beijing, and it was the closing ceremony of the Olympics in 2008, and it was on top of a double-decker bus. He had to be elevated up into the air, and that was interesting because I had a fear of heights before doing that, but I had to take that on and had a technique that I was shown whereby you, uh, you can conquer that. So I thought that was rather interesting. Somebody took me to the um, Royal Garden Hotel and we were standing on the ledge. It was somebody who was a sort of hypnotist who was showing me some techniques and uh, well, it worked. 10 years ago on August 24, 2008, Jimmy Page performed at the Olympics closing ceremony. It was in Beijing and they were passing over the baton, so to speak, to London. There was myself and a wonderful singer called Leona Lewis, and we performed a whole lot of love, and a full version of a whole lot of love as well. It was, it was pretty amazing to play in the stadium there, which you know is the bird's nest. It was immense. I know it was being televised all over the world, and I knew there was just one guitarist there, and there was a heavy weight on his shoulders not to mess up. Uh, not to mess it up for Leona or anything else, and it was 
and it went it was marvelous absolutely marvelous on august 27th 1994 jimmy page and robert plant had just completed filming a pair of secret shows in london before an invitation only audience page and plant revisited led zeppelin songs with not only a full backing band but also a multicultural orchestra Robert said, Everybody from Michael and Charlie, the rhythm section, to Nigel Eaton, the hurdy-gurdy player, Paul Thompson from the Cures joined us, the Egyptians, Hussam Ramsey, all the people around, Najma Akhtar, the Indian singer. Everybody has kind of added their enthusiasm to it because I guess if we were at the, at the actual base of it, at the root of it, Jimmy and myself, I think the music encouraged the people so much to... So their contribution really developed it. I mean, it was very inspiring the way that the Egyptians really took to the songs. On August 28, 1970, Led Zeppelin performed at Detroit's Olympia Stadium, where they played a total of three shows over the years, first in 69 and 70, before they played Kovo Arena in 72 and 73, and returned to Olympia Stadium in 75. You got all that? Here's Robert Plant introducing a song in Detroit in 73. The experiences that you get when you travel around places in India, Japan, Bangkok. In the end, you find that the song remains the same. Compared with Detroit in 75. When we fly around the world in a big circle, we came to the conclusion that I believe in all these different people, colors, trees, languages, and everything. Fifteen years ago, on August 29th, 2003, John Paul Jones was at the Hard Rock Cafe in Tokyo where he was getting ready for a concert series called Guitar Wars. He would be playing a few Zeppelin songs and more, including this encore with former Genesis guitarist Steve Hackett and singer Gary Sharon and guitarist Nuno Betancourt, both from the band Extreme. On August 30th, 1969, Jimmy Page was in New York taking part in the final mixing session for Led Zeppelin II. He received the sole production credit for the album, while engineer Eddie Kramer often suggests he co-produced. Regardless of that debate, we can hear what Whole Lot of Love might have sound like without both Eddie and Jimmy twisting knobs to create the final mix. Does anybody remember laughter? As the song begins, Robert Plant chuckles at something. <laughs> 50 years ago, on August 31st, 1968, the band that would become Led Zeppelin were about to begin a new month, one where manager Peter Grant would take this band straight from the rehearsal room and place them in clubs and parks in Denmark and Sweden. John Paul Jones explains how Peter Grant handled the business side and left the music to the musicians. He believed in us right from the word go. Basically what he did was say that I'll take care of the business and all out outside distractions and I'll keep them away from you. And you just get on with the music. And he said, you do it your way, I'm not gonna say anything about it. I'm not gonna tell you you should do this or do that or 
You, your musicians, you do the music. This is Carol Miller. Thanks for getting the let out. Check back next week for another Get the Let Out Calendar podcast.